Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. I am on the podcast with Michelle today, and I'm really excited about interviewing you, Michelle. Um, you and I, you're so I'll let you introduce yourself, but you and I uh, initially became acquainted through my singles in the Carolinas page, right? right? Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about you, your age, your, your status in terms of your single status and kind of when you came into my world. Okay. Um, I actually joined the group uh, during COVID and um, you know, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for us to have a a mix and mingle or whatever. (laughs) And I know we just had one recently and I had a migraine, wasn't able to make it, but um, I'm 51 Mm -hmm. and I am a middle school science teacher. Nice. Um, So, yeah. She doesn't look like a middle school science teacher, y'all. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Like I'm thinking back to my middle school science teacher days and this is not what I'm looking at. So if you want to see what she looks like, go to my YouTube channel. Um, at Carolina's matchmaker. Um, but, um, so it's interesting because I looked back on my notes cause you filled out a profile, you, you mm-hmm. signed up for singles in the Carolinas and you filled out a profile. And the response that I sent was during this lockdown period, you know, we're going to be doing online mixers and we were getting right. very creative. It was like month two, it was two, it was May of 2020 is when you joined the singles in the Carolinas group. So you've been in it for a while, Mm-hmm. And for those people out there that don't know what this is, it's a Facebook group. I've got over 2000 people in there now, and it's a community of people that kind of interact online and about different topics. Um, you have to be admitted to be in it. And I'm very, very structured in who I allow in if I don't think they're going to be a good fit for the group, or honestly, if they look super creepy or whatever, they don't get in. And also I'll block people from the group that I think are inappropriate in terms of how they're communicating with people. Or sometimes people will reach out to me and say, listen, this guy is creeping me out. He's sending me messages. I'll just block them and ban them from the group and stuff. So I'm trying to keep a handle on that group because does it kind of appear that way from your interactions? What's your experience? Yes. Um, Everything has really just been on the up and up. Um, I have never really felt, you know, any, um, anything weird or anything creepy. So I think you're doing a really good job of, um, screening. Okay, good. It's hard. This is one of the harder parts of my job right now is, is that group. There have been days where I'm like, I'm just going to dismantle it. I'm shutting this down. And then I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. It's my community. Um, the best was when I had the event a few weeks ago and I got to meet people in person for the first time that I'd been interacting with. So for so long, because you feel like you, you know, people from these interactions, so right. you are a science teacher and you're a part-time makeup artist. So that's yeah. kind of like the 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 right left brain thing going on for you, which is cool. Right. <laughs> I have to have a creative outlet. So exactly, exactly. 
All right. So let's get into it. So you were married in 2006. Tell us about that marriage. What attracted you to him in the first place? Why didn't it work out? And then we're going to get into some of your crazy stories, your dating stories. I, uh, she, Michelle sent me a long email about a bunch of them and <laughs> we're going to, we're going to laugh about it and then try to figure out hopefully, you know, can we see red flags ahead? So that's kind of my goal for this podcast. Okay. Yeah. So you were married in 2006. I, I was married in 2006 and um, we were actually set up on a blind date. Okay. Um, everything moved very quickly. Um, he was 10 years younger than me. So okay. um, that's a red flag thing now. <laughs> Got it. We shouldn't be, but, um, but yeah, so uh, we really hit it off. Things moved very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um we were married within a year of meeting each other. And um, he is in NASCAR. Okay. And so he was on the road a lot, traveling a lot. And um, I wanted children more than anything. And I, you know, I wanted to be that soccer mom and yeah. the PTA mom and all that. So um, I was trying to get pregnant. Okay. And um, my doctors had written me out of work because teaching can be stressful sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I was undergoing fertility treatments, trying to get pregnant. And while I was undergoing fertility treatments, he got someone else pregnant. Oh, yeah. Did so, you have any idea he was cheating on you? I, I did not. I did not. When we were together, you know, I was the only woman in the world. Right. Just you know, we, we got along really, really well. And, you know, when he was on the road, he would call me, he would keep mm -hmm. in contact. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was very naive, I guess. Um, how old were you at that point? In my thirties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how did you find out what happened? Well, I went to Florida with my parents, mm -hmm. uh, in January. And in December, just the month before that, he and I had gone to um, the Bahamas mm -hmm. and had a really good romantic getaway and everything. Well, to make a long story short, when I got back from Florida with my parents, um, he had moved out. Oh. He yeah. He was staying with his sister. Okay. So, yeah. And so. And there was no, there's no lead up to it. You came home and you're like wait where's all his stuff yeah wow okay. he had just taken everything but he had taken enough to mm. you know not have to come back home for a while so and then did you call him like what's going on or did he let you know I mean this is like um, the ultimate in ghosting yes absolutely I I called him mm. and um he just said that he just went straight to divorce he wanted a divorce Mm. Um, and he said that he would not make a house payment or anything like that until I had moved out of the house. Oh. So, yeah. So it just, it got, you know, and of course I wasn't working at the time. Oh, so, boy. um, it was a really bad experience, a really bad experience. I am so sorry. So you hired a decent attorney to handle what was going on or did you yes. try to do it on your own or, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, All right. And I guess 
fortunately you didn't have kids yet. So at least you didn't have to be stuck with somebody for the rest of your life who is exactly. Yeah. You know, somebody who isn't communicative or, and leaves the situation. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm so So sorry. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we don't have to, you know, contact and interact. So, yeah. So that's the good news there. Were you like really surprised? Like, did you feel like, okay, this happened, but I can recoup from it. It was not that way at all. Okay. (laughs) I was absolutely shocked. Did not see it coming. And, um, People were jealous of the relationship that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he treated me like a queen. He really did. And so I was extremely shocked when this happened. Very, very shocked. Um, I was so bad off. I tried to get into therapy and okay. mentally I was so, you know, not there. Yeah. They wanted me to wait until I got myself together before I could even go to a therapy group. So oh, wow. it, okay, was, a group. it was pretty bad. Yeah. Cause yeah. Otherwise, if you go to a group and you're, you're not able, it, you need an individual at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so you somehow got through that. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you ever circle back? Did he ever really tell you the truth? Like why it didn't work out? Or was it always like this big mystery about why he strayed? Big he mystery. Really, you just don't know. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So that didn't turn out. Okay. So then what happened? You got into some therapy, obviously you did something to try to get your, your head straight and then you started dating. Yes. Online (laughs) or yeah, she's having a grin on her face. Did you feel like you started too soon? I think, I, I think I did. And I think I started for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, I, I just, I was used to having somebody and I just, I didn't want to be alone. Okay. I just didn't want to be alone. Um, I didn't take the time though to work on me and mm-hmm. get my, you know, emotions together and, you know, um, my self-esteem because somebody cheats on you with a, you know, a young, beautiful girl, you, yeah. that's going to affect your self-esteem if you're not really, you know, Um, in tune with your emotions and things. So um, I didn't take enough time to, to work on me at that point in time. So um, I feel like I did start dating too early. So if you could go back to your younger self, what would you have said? Work on me, Mm -hmm. work on me. And what does that look like? Obviously some therapy, what are other ways you could have worked on yourself? Maybe you're doing them now, but that you could insert, because there's a lot of people that that are listening to this, that are thinking, I'm still not over my heartbreak. I don't know how to get through this. Yes. It's easy to find someone to sort of be a band-aid, but that right. it's never going to work. Right. Um, I think it's really important to always feel like you're making forward progress in some shape, fashion, or form. Okay. Um, so with me, um, for example, I, I wasn't working. So immediately I had to, you know, in my mind, I've got to, I've got to get a job. I've got to, you know, so making sure that you don't stop living and yeah. you're really trying to do, you know, things to, like I said, make some forward progress because that is such a mental and such an emotional um, help 
to mm -hmm. be able to do that. Um, always feeling like, you know, I mean, I couldn't go home and sit there. I had to be doing something to right. feel like I was, you know, and um, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of journaling. Okay. Um, my faith is very strong. So I did a lot of reading the Bible and a lot of praying okay. and okay. Um, really got, I had gotten away from my faith. Okay. Um, and so that was one thing that really gave me strength to get through was returning to my relationship with the Lord. So, okay, good. And, and no matter what religion someone is, um, even if there are people that may be listening, that are thinking, well, you know, I'm not a church or a synagogue goer, but <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm open to it or people that just, you know, believe in the universe, believe in nature, right. so, you know, anything that is um, a higher power, anything that, that mm -hmm. they're not in control of is something that they can kind of tap into because it makes them feel like to know that you're not alone in the universe is something that's really helpful, no matter what your faith is and journaling and really tapping into kind of your inner psyche is really important. Mm -hmm. All right. So you started to do that work, but in the meantime, you started going out with these men. Let's talk about a couple of them because <laughs> there's some crazy stories here. All right. Let's start yeah. with the guy who claimed he was separated. Separated, right. So um, I guess his idea of separation and my idea of separation are two different ideas. Um, we, we met online okay. and um, we started dating. We really, really hit it off. Um, right. He was separated at the time. So he said, and... Um, Anytime we would get together, he would always want to come to my place. I could never okay. go to his place. And so that was a red flag. Little red flag started going up. And then I found out that um, he and his wife were still living in the same house. Okay. He had just moved upstairs and she was living downstairs. Okay. For the sake of the children. Right. So, Which, you know, I mean, it happens, but you don't need, you don't need to be involved with that. No, no. So... So when you explained to him that this just wasn't working for you, did he, was he like, well, sorry, that's my situation. Or was he like, well, I'm going to be moving out soon. I really want to keep this going. So like keeping you on a, on a, on a string kind of feeling. Yes. On he tried. Hook. He tried. Yes. Uh -huh. um, okay. That's what he said. He said, I'm getting ready to, to, you know, hire an attorney. And, and I'm thinking right. you should have already hired an attorney if you were separated. But That's right. so anyway, um, I just, uh, that hurt. It mm -hmm. hurt. Um, mm -hmm. because he was filling a void. Yep. Um, and, um, so yeah. Um, so that's but what the, happened with that yeah. one. <laughs> but the main thing is he was filling a void, but the pain that you received from it was deeper than the pain that you were giving yourself over the situation. And that is how you were able to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. Now, that if you know what I mean? So that's what it is. And especially when you're in a lot of pain, if it's the same level of pain, it's harder to walk away, but, but this was a deeper cut. And so you were able to walk away. Okay. So lesson learned we don't date separated people, period. Lesson learned. Okay, Absolutely. good. Anytime yes. I'm on, by the way, because you know, I help people with online dating and I do not ever, ever allow or suggest to my people, no matter how great the person looks right. to even message them back. If they're separated, I just block them. It's like, 
no, sorry, maybe in the future, but not now just block. All right. So then another guy, (laughs) tell me, you know what I'm about to talk about. Tell us about the next one. Um, the swinger. Okay. Which one? The swinger. How about the swinger? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, um, I met someone else online and Mm -hmm. we met for dinner one night and we really hit it off. And so it was in the summertime and we would, you know, go out on the lake on his boat and, you know, stuff like that and had a really good time. But, um, he started dropping little hints about how I felt about hedonism and things like that. Ask if I'd ever been to um, the resort, uh, things like that, and then say, "What's the resort?" Um, it's it's a resort that is just for swingers in North Carolina. Just for swingers, no, it's some like in the Caribbean or somewhere. Oh, like, but, okay. um, but yeah. So okay, he started dropping hints, and then I had friends that knew him, uh-huh. and they're like, "Michelle." he has a reputation so you need to be really careful and so um just it just got to the point where I knew exactly what he wanted he kept saying oh the women don't have to be invited they can just join the men have to be invited and you know so he was just going into all all the details yes that's just not community no so um so that one ended and there was no pain with that one (laughs) okay good it probably made you feel like a little good because it's like you were wanted but you're the one that turned away right okay and truth be told your friends warned you but you probably were like no he's a good guy I'm gonna give another chance we go on the lake it's summertime exactly exactly (laughs) summer romance Like, I don't want to give it up. He's nice to me. Well, I don't believe in that, but we'll keep going. Right. So it's always good to listen to your friends. All right. We learned that lesson there. Okay. And then what about the guy who forgot his wallet? (laughs) Okay. So I met him online as well. And um, I graduated from NC State and Uh NC State was playing basketball um, about a week, probably two weeks after we had started talking. And so that was going to be our first date. So he came by and picked me up and then he was doing this number, you know. Like, so she's, like, for those of you that are listening, she's like pointing to different parts of like where her pockets should be, you know, are. And, yes. and, and are, and, and obviously he was looking for his wallet that wasn't in his pocket. Wasn't there. Right. So not only did I pay for the tickets to the basketball game, I had to put gas in his car and. No. We stopped and had a meal and I had to pay for the meal and then never heard from him again. So nowadays with Venmo, because that was probably before Venmo was popular. Yeah. I mean, you could have been like, hey, uh, can can we handle this right now? Here's my Venmo account. Can you pull up your phone and, and pay me for this right now? Right. So if you're right. ever in that situation, you could do that again. But clearly... You wanted to go see the game and then you needed to eat right. and he was right. driving. So we needed to put some gas in the car. Yeah. So you never heard from him again. I don't know how yeah. you could have avoided that situation. Right. Uh, yeah. Except yeah. if he wanted to go out with you again and you could say no. All right. Right. Okay. Right. Speaking of ghosting, the <laughs> last three guys you've gone out with have been MIA since the night you went out. Tell us about that. 
And sometimes people just aren't attracted. So let's talk about ghosting. One of my pet peeves is when people call ghosting, call it ghosting, when it's really just somebody doesn't reach out again because they're just not interested. I mean, back in the day, I mean, you and I are about the same age. I'm 54. Um, you know, if you if you went out with someone and they didn't call you again, it's like, okay, they weren't interested. Right. So why is this ghosting for you? Because as we were leaving, uh-huh. all three of them, same line. I really enjoyed this. Can we do this again? Right. I really, really enjoyed this. I enjoy your company. You're funny. I, I really enjoy, you know, hanging out. So when can we do this again? And then, um, you know, it'll be left at, well, you know, my schedule's pretty busy, but we'll we'll be in touch, you know. And so I may reach out and they just don't respond, you know. Okay. Here's so my who's... schedule. You're so um, they're asking for your schedule and you're saying you might you're busy or they're saying I'm busy. Who who's busy? You or them? A little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. Yeah. So two questions. Number one, but then it sounds like you circled back and they didn't respond. So right. you were being generous and giving your schedule. Right. Okay. And was right. it kind of like, thank you so much for last night? I looked at my schedule and here's when I'm available. And then they just didn't respond. Yes. All right. I, well, yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, I know we talked about getting together again. Yep. Um, you know, my work schedule is a little hectic this week, but I could get together here and here and here or whatever. Okay. And okay. Um, then I never, never hear yeah. anything. Yeah. So you gave them the green light and they just did. I think a lot of men want to be people pleasers. I mean, women too. So they said a great oh. time, whatever, so that you're happy, put a smile on your face. And he's like, okay, I'm going to let her handle her pain in private because I'm not interested. And, um, but it's hurtful. They don't have to do that. No one does. I mean, when you're wrapping up a date, if you're not interested in the other person, all you need to say is, you know what? I am glad that we met. Thank you so much for a lovely evening. Right. That's all. Yeah. And if they text you to say, I had a great time. I want to see you again. You have a couple of different choices. One choice would I, I don't recommend not saying anything. If somebody reaches out to you and said, I'd like to see you again, you can reiterate, I, I had a great time with you. I'm, I'm so delighted that we spent time together or whatever your words are. I, However, I don't know that this is a forever love match for me. And that's what I'm seeking right now. I wish you all right. the best. You're a quality person, period. You right. can do that. Um, and then you're done. But I think a lot of people don't know the language and they don't feel comfortable about handling that. And they'd right. rather err on the side of, I'm not going to talk to you then, you know, ch- telling the truth. Yeah. So, you know, it happens. Um, and it's not like you went, I mean, listen, you, you had dinner with them. It's not, not like you went to bed with them or anything like that. Right. right. Yeah. It was just a casual evening. Okay. Yeah. So the next long-term relationship you were in was a couple of years later. You, was this after the ghosting stuff or was this before the ghosting stuff where you it lasted about nine months? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we met through mutual friends and um, went out a few times and we hadn't been dating that long. And he throws out the exclusive word. And so, you know, we got along really well. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's try this. Let's try this. Okay. So, um, so how long had you been dating? How many times did you go on dates? Um, before we became exclusive? Yeah. Or, um, not very long, maybe three weeks or so. 
So like, did you see each other five times or more before you became exclusive or less than five times? More than five times. Okay. And that's pretty typical that if somebody goes on five dates or more, they usually do become exclusive. Right. So that's not unusual. Okay. Keep going. Right. Um, so we got along great. We, I love live music and, you know, I love being with a big group of friends. And so he had a large friend group and I became part of that group. And Mm -hmm. we just, we were always going somewhere and doing something. And it was just, I felt like I was living life and we were both part Mm -hmm. of a hiking group. Um, I love to do outdoors, you know, stuff. So part of a hiking group. And, um, one Sunday, he wanted to go on a hike. So it was just the two of us. And we reached a point in the hike where there's this huge rock overlooking some waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, let's sit down here for a minute. And so we did. And he had he had brought a bottle of wine and some little plastic wine cups mm-hmm. and just sat there. And, you know, he said, I just talked about how wonderful he thought I was and all that sort of stuff. Sweet. And then... Um, he was cooking dinner for me. That was on a Sunday. He was cooking dinner for me on Monday night. And as soon as I got there, he said, I'm just not feeling it. I need more time for myself. Huh. Um, yeah. Um, I just don't want to be with anybody right now. Um, um, you know, so I'm like, I mean, blindsided, completely blindsided. So yeah, a very romantic gesture. And then boom. Right. So then what happened? So did he didn't give you any reasons? Nothing. Just that he wanted more time to himself. All right. And, um, you know, that was, that was, about was he it. fresh out of a relationship? No. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. No, he was Okay. So you have no idea why he felt that way. And then what happened? <laughs> so some of my friends that are on some dating websites mm-hmm. saw him within like two to three days Mm. on one of the dating websites and the pictures that he used were pictures of us and he had cropped me out like you can see my hair in the edge of the picture and a couple of my friends that saw him on the dating sites had taken some of those pictures of us. yes so they recognized it so um And it wasn't the pictures from the rock, right? That wasn't like a whole photo. No, <laughs> no. none of the, none of the romantic pictures. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. That's rough. How long did it take you to get over him before you started, got back online or started dating again? That one, that one took a while. Mm-hmm. It took a while. Um, the rejection, yeah. I felt the rejection very deeply. Um so I took, I took some time off and started all my stuff back again, you know, you're journaling, you're praying, back getting back side. to church, getting re yeah. re grounded again. Yes. And then you started feeling okay. Then you said, well, mm-hmm. it might be time to start dating again. One right. thing I'll say about you, you are an optimist. I am. Right. I am. You're, I you're, you haven't shut down. <laughs> Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of unstable men doing hurtful things to you and then you internalizing it. Yes. He's messed up. 
he's the one seeking all these women. And then you're thinking I'm not attractive, which and by the way, for people that aren't looking at Michelle right now, she's a beautiful woman. You got, you're stunning, your eyes, your hair, your, your vibe, like you're just a very attractive person physically and, and in, in, inside and out, like 100%. And we all know that about you. You've shared your story. You know, you've, you've had some, some rough spots, you're bouncing back. You're a positive person. You love life. You're listening to music. You've got lots of friends. You've got a great job. You've got a side gig. You know, you're, you, you're, yeah. you know, you, you're creative and you're analytical and you, you know, you've made the most out of your situation. Uh, yes. You've had pain. So how can we look at all these situations and basically say, you know, yes, I'm responsible for some of it, but I'm not going to internalize other people's situations and make them my own, their pain, their hurt, whatever. Are you, I mean, you said before, am I doing something to attract some of these people in? So I guess my question back to you, because I'm not a blame the victim kind of person is, do you think that you could have detected some of these red flags sooner and acted on it faster versus you just dying for a relationship and being like, ah, like that one guy you did, he kind of was like, well, the swinger guy, you know, he's a good guy. I know my friends are warning me about him, but I like the time we're on the boat. It's summertime. We're having good times. Could you have walked away? And that's the one that you didn't really feel hurt about, but could you have walked away any sooner with any of these? Now that you know everything that you have, the next time something comes up, if it does, can you see the red flag and can you walk away? Yes. Yes, I, um, I'm being, I'm being very careful right now. Okay. Um, I'm not dating anybody at, at this moment. Um, I just, uh, I, I am, I, I don't want to say I'm guarded, but I am a little bit. Um, but I mean, I do have guys that, that want to go out, but there's just no attraction there. Okay. There's, yeah, you know, there, I'm just not, there's just no attraction there. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little guarded, but, um, I should have, and especially when my friends were telling me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I should have noticed the red flags earlier and, right. um, taking care of business and just gotten out. Correct. Um, the other thing is you can run a background check on somebody. Right. I, that's, your other, I listened on one of your yeah. other podcasts and you had mentioned that. So that's easy enough. So the one guy who you ended up having to block because he was dangerous and he had a mm-hmm. felony that would have come up in a regular background check, go to benverified.com or some other one and it'll come up. So that is something you can do early days to kind of cut mm-hmm. it off beforehand. And I know it's scary to, um, interface with somebody over something like that. So it's not like you need to tell them while you're breaking it off. Cause I mean, right. God forbid, you don't want them coming after you. I mean, that's always a scary part about dating in general, not just online dating, anyone you meet anywhere organically, nobody knows. Right. And, you know, I'm going to encourage you <laughs> to maybe consider some of those men that you're not attracted to that like you, cause I bet you they're the sweet boys. I bet you they're the nice ones. And <laughs> I know. And, um, you're so used to the bad boy at this point and that thrill and that excitement and that, that butterfly in your stomach 
that that has become like your like reach. That's like what, what you feel comfortable with right now. And like you said before, chaos in the family growing up. Yeah. So that feels like home to you. So you really need a reset in my opinion. Right. That's something I know, you know, we mentioned earlier, you know, therapy and whatnot, something that you could go over with your therapist, but is it possible for you to actually like the nice guy? Maybe the guy that you're not initially attracted to. I know. Um, Um, You never know. People, women are capable of expanding their minds and becoming attracted to someone, even if the first date they're not attracted. I've seen it time and time again with my matchmaking. I've, I've been to weddings before where the woman said, ah, I wasn't really that attractive, but he was a great guy. He was funny. I like what he does for a living. He comes from a great family. He seems stable to me. I'll go out with him again. And then something happens and they have a shift in their brain. They're like, you know, he's a good guy and I do like him. Right. So I'm just wondering if you can stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could because I've been, you know, in my earlier years, I've gone out with guys that I was not initially attracted to. And the more I learned about them, the more I learned about them as a person, Mm -hmm. the attraction became stronger. Okay. Because they were, like you say, they were good guys. They were sweet. They were, you know, um, gentlemen. They were caring. And um, so, there's an attraction to all that stuff as well. So, um, and I know that, I know that. So it would, it would probably be in my best interest to yes. give some of these guys a chance, not to put it that way, but yeah, why not? Yeah. you should definitely. So I'm going to give you an assignment and then we're going to wrap up and then we'll plan to regroup in a few months and see how this goes. So okay. my assignment to you is I want you to go out with three of these guys, just one at a time, give each one a real chance. Don't like throw it all in at once okay. and really try to expand your mind and just see what it feels like. Maybe one of them's a church goer or do something different with right. some of these guys than you've been doing. Um, because that's, you know, your faith is a very, very important part of, of your, um, of your story and your belief system. So tap in there a little bit is what I would suggest because you brought it up and then maybe some other, like I do love the hiking group kind of thing because you're grounded. Mm -hmm. It's not about going out and partying. So your people that are attracted to the earth and, and that kind of thing are going to be more down to earth people. So maybe tap into something like that, maybe do something different, like a card, you know, a games night out or something like that, a bowling night, a kickball league, something where people are exercising, getting, you know, they're living a healthy lifestyle, you know, attracting in people like that. So I want you to go start going on dates with people that you're not sure about initially different from your typical type. And then we're going to circle back. Okay. All right. I can do that. All right. I love it. Okay. So that's the, the matchmaker assignment for today. And, um, we'll wrap up the podcast. What is your, do you have a favorite charity? Um, a favorite charity. Um, I'm really into the Humane Society. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm all about animals and I've, I've fostered before. And um, so I'm really, in, I'm really into the Humane Society. Okay, wonderful. I will put that link in the show notes. And until we meet again, looking forward to it. Have yes, a absolutely. wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. 
I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.